0: Listen, I don't think it's by chance that today is our first day. I'm so excited, and I know there's a lot of chaos. I'm going to talk about it for about this long, and then we're going to jump in, all right? So I want to say this. I want to say this to everybody that's here. What's up? Love you. I want to say this to everybody that's here. I do think that there are some people. Y'all look at me. There's some people that's overreacting a little bit. Okay? Y'all awake? Some people are overreacting. If you have bought 15 packs, I'm not talking about rolls, packs of toilet paper from Sam's, you're overreacting. I see some of y'all bumping each other. That's you. If if someone's bumping you, that's you. Is that not weird to y'all? Anybody? Like, if y'all don't know me, I'm Mark, by the way. Hey. I'm making fun of toilet paper, so praise God. I do want some. Can I say, can I add that to the equation? It, I don't want to run out, but it seems a little much to me because if you look at the things that COVID-19 can cause, that really ain't it. <laughs> like, I mean, it occasionally. So it's like, I guess if you want to, whatever. Praise God. But I also think some people cannot react enough. Are you with me? So I don't think we should be foolish. And we're trying to take action, honestly. We're trying to take action. So we're not going to be high-fiving and hugging, and I want to because it's, it's really hurting me. I like to hug people, so I want to hug everybody today. So here's my elbow. I guess that's whatever. Here's my elbow. But this is, this is what I'm really excited about with this word today, y'all, is um, sometimes I, when I'm preaching, I work really hard and say, man, I think it's good. I hope it's good. This is not that. This is something that I believe the Lord gave me two months ago, and I was like, that doesn't make sense. And I've read it lots of times, and I don't know why you want me to do it. And today, it's like, oh, okay, now I see. That makes sense. I want y'all to understand that I believe God planned this out way before Mark Pangle was even thought of, because it's a lot bigger than me. This, this is not about me and you. Now, we should be smart. We should not go around just saying... We got Jesus, yes we do. Come on, give me a hug, spread germs, hoo, hoo, hoo. Like that's not what we should do. Too many oohs, all right, we're done with that. I'm not saying we should be dumb, I'm just saying we shouldn't live in fear. And we should get the weapons that we can fight with. And that's not just Lysol, (laughs) not just wipes. It's not just people freaking out because they don't have enough hand sanitizer. There's this new thing that just came out. Y'all ready for it? It's called soap. Wash your freaking hands is what I want to tell people, but don't worry about it because praise God, we love everybody, but but I'm not saying don't wash, you should wash. I used the bathroom a little while ago, <laughs> shouldn't I washed and I sang a song because that's what you're supposed to do, happy birthday or something, it's weird, whatever, do what you want to do, but there's still things that we have to do as a people. Here's what I love to watch. I do not love to not watch the NCAA tournament in the Masters, my heart is sad, okay, if you're... Not a sports fan, you're like, who cares? We still got Netflix. But, but regardless of all that, I, I enjoy one side of this, tiny side of this. If you will watch people's reaction to things, if you would just watch, if a fire alarm went off right now, some of y'all would be like, let's be calm. Let's grab a coat. Let's grab our kids. Let's be good. Some of y'all would kind of panic, and i watch your eyeballs, and you pop up and be like, oh, my gosh, this is not good. Some of y'all would freak out. Oh, my God, there's something going on. It's like, calm the poop down. What is wrong with people, right? Are you with me? If you're awake, say yes. Yes. If you're not, I have no idea how that's freaking possible after I just yelled, right? (laughs) But I love watching it because here's the reality. All that tells me how you responded to that thing was what was really going on inside and you're able to keep it down, hidden. I don't want anyone to know that inside I'm freaking out, man, right? I'm freaking out because this is, I can't, do you know what the real problem is? This is, just, this is just me laying it out for you. I can't control that. If a fire alarm goes off, I can't control it. If COVID-19 is mentioned over two, listen to what my face is saying right this second. Since last Sunday, it's been mentioned over 2 billion times by the media. Y'all, wow, (laughs) that's a lot. I can't say anything 100 times without it getting annoying, right? And I'm not saying we shouldn't take it serious. What I'm saying is all you got to do is then watch because people freak out. The reason you can go in a grocery store right now, you can't find anything you want. Freaking out. So here's the question. Here's the question. How should we respond to things? Let's make it bigger than just this thing, because this thing, I promise you, you mark it down that I'm saying this today. In mid-June, I'm not saying it's not going to be a thing we remember, I'm saying it's going to be a thing we remember. You give it a, you give it a couple months, maybe even maybe in three months, I'm not, I don't have an exact date, but I, I do believe with all my heart that they're going to get through it, that people are going to be smart. And that in a few months, we're going to be done, and there's going to be something else to freak out about, if we're being honest. There'll be a fire burning somewhere. There'll be something going on. And this is the question. I don't know if you're saved in here. I don't know if you just came here because someone tricked you and you thought you were going to lunch. I'm so glad you're here. You'll get lunch later. Praise the Lord. But listen, listen. We, if you call yourself a follower of Jesus, should respond to things a certain way. You should should not have my personality. Thank God all of you don't because there'd be way too much of that. But we should all be us and then respond the way that God has called us to do things. So I don't think this message today is on accident. Because the reality is what I look at, and I'm not speaking about four points. We are a small microcosm of the bigger picture, capital C church. We are one church of many hundreds and thousands of churches around the world that worship the name of Jesus. If they're for Jesus, I'm for them, right? This has never been about us, I hope. Certainly not about us for, for the team, for us. It's not just about this place. It's not about just getting people to arrive in a, in a church and go, ooh, we had this number of people today. Y'all, I've just learned this. I'm getting some white and gray hair over here on the side. Some, this thing called Days keep happening, if y'all know what I'm talking about. Like, we can't stop them. And I've learned this over those many days. It doesn't make you feel better if 500, 700, 800, 1,000, 10,000 come. It's not about that. It's about us operating to honor God with our lives, to worship him in spirit and in truth, to worship in every area and everything that we do. It's about Jesus. It's got to be about Jesus. And when it's not, it's painfully obvious because when you do what I don't want you to do, I freak out. So this is just that. So here's the question today. How is it at your home? Look at me. At your home, at your workplace, at all this thing. How can these things, how can my heart, how can my life begin to come alive? Is there something I can do? Can I like touch my nose enough times? Ooh, if I read my Bible for 30 minutes, will that all of a sudden make me come alive? I wish it did. I wish it was just that simple. I wish, I wish I could just wave a wand and everything was fixed. But the reality is, it is about my heart and who's in charge of it. That is the problem. It's about who's in charge of it. And any time that I get to control the situation or the narrative of something, it's dead. It ain't good. Because I have learned this about me. I don't know if this is true for you. I actually do. I'll let you answer for yourself. I'm just a selfish piece of junk sometimes. Matter of fact, I'm pretty much selfish. (laughs) I pretty much want what I want. And when I'm in a mood, we don't have a very good conversation. This is my wife, if y'all don't know. We don't have a very good conversation. It's one-sided. She gets frustrated. She cries. And I go, what's wrong? I thought I was being nice. And it's just craziness, y'all. Life is like this. It's craziness all the time. We build things up. We put things down. We overreact. We underreact. And somewhere in the middle is God. Just going, hey. Hey. I've been here the whole time. And I've not really gone anywhere for centuries and centuries and centuries. Jesus is seated on the right hand of God. He's not like freaking out, looking over out of heaven's window, going, oh my gosh, I forgot the coronavirus was coming this week. He's not, y'all. And we don't have to freak out either. We can be wise without freaking out. So, this is the question. This is the question. How can we set the example rather than be part of the crowd that is freaking out? How can we set the example in our lives, in everything that we do, at our homes, with our neighbors, in everything? Not just with the virus, but next week and the week after and the week after. How can we come alive? I'm glad you asked. If you'll turn in your Bibles to Ezekiel, everybody say Ezekiel chapter 37. I just just, during the prayer did 3626 and that's that the heart of stone becomes a heart of flesh. And then this is God taking Ezekiel. Now, this is not literal. This is in his mind. He said, I want to show you a vision. So watch this. It says that the hand of the Lord was upon me. This is Ezekiel writing this. And, and he, meaning God, brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of the valley. And it was full of, y'all say it out loud, I need you to talk when I ask you because it hurts my feelings if you don't and then I talk longer and you won't get to lunch on time. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's ready to go to lunch. Jesus, no. Lance, I know that's you. And it was full of bones. Lance led the way. Praise the Lord. Would that not be a little bit weird if you saw a bunch of bones in the valley? Yes, the answer's yes. And he led me around among them. Can y'all picture it? We're in this valley together. We just, and we go, like in a movie, and we're looking down, and we see this valley, and it's full of bones. And, and behold, there were many on the surface, of the valley and behold they were very what's it say very dry this is free y'all can be smart or not smart I don't know which one y'all want to interact with today but if bones are very dry brittly white gross looking and you find them and the dog's got one of them in his mouth the bodies that were there have been there a little while or a long while this is not hard they've been there for a long time it does not look like old dude just died last week, right? It does not look like he's still warm and we can talk to him and maybe if we pump some some in his heart, this could happen. This is, they've been dead. Are y'all awake? They've been dead. Listen, this is the picture, in my opinion, I know what this is specifically about, about Israel, but I believe today it's perfect for the capital C church, the big church, because because we may have a body, we may be able to put a skeleton together and get people together and go through motions in religious activity. But it's been a long time since the body of Christ has actually looked like a body and functioned like a body. We'd rather pick each other apart and call each other out and boycott things and throw bombs across denominational lines and make fun of each other. It's okay that it's quiet. I'll amen myself. You preaching, Mark? Keep going. Just kidding, but for real. I would say that in some cases, if we want life, it's very dry. Are y'all awake? Yes. Say yes if you agree. Yes. Say amen if you're bored. Oh, I didn't get anybody yes. disappointed. It says, and, and then God said to me, son of man, can these both live? Now, the answer to this question is easy. You should say right now, nope. What you mean live? They, they crusty, right? They no lip. Like I don't even know what this question means, Holy Ghost. Why are you asking me this? But he answers it smart, not like I would. Cause I'd be like, Who are you talking to? And ain't even a body. It's like clankety clackety, clackety. We are playing operation. Like what do you think's gonna happen? He says, Oh Lord God, you know. <laughs> Cause if you asking this question, you must have something up your sleeve, and I'm gonna get figure out what you want to say. So he says the smart thing, and then he said to me, Prophesy now. <clears throat> This is quick, but I gotta tell you about this because I know some of us, like me, grew up Baptist. Say Baptist. Baptist. That's you, I can tell. Because you read this where you skip, you can't even read it. You say, This is how you read the Bible. Oh, that's them other denominations. Then the Lord said to me, hum, 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 Over these bones. You know what I'm talking about? Because you think it's scary. I see them weird people on TV. And they all of a sudden, they get rags out. I got one just in case I sweat because I get the Holy Ghost and I start sweating. But he said, he said, they start pushing people down and they lay out. And that's all them prophesying people. So I can't be talking about this. Stop it. Stop it. That ain't what this is. We allowed to have fun, right? Some of y'all got, some of y'all got tickled. Listen, for real. Prophesy, right here, simply means to declare what God said to say. Are you awake? To declare what God said to say. Here's the problem. Y'all look at me. The problem is some people are not good. And they start saying, God told me to say. And then they start saying things that only benefit them. You should give me $10,000. Actually, they don't even say me. Give the church and write it to Mark Pangle Ministries. <laughs> what? And then they offer stuff like, and I'll give you a lock of hair with inside of oil that's dripping from Israel. Lies. Why? Y'all listen, 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 listen. This will help you. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater on stuff like this. There are still men and women that God has ordained to declare his word. And it speaks life. It has nothing to do with the bad people that make it look bad. Bad people are bad. But God is God. And if you declare his word, it's never wrong. So don't skip it. That was free. We'll keep going. He said, prophesy, declare, speak life over these bones and say to them, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord, God of these bones, or excuse me, God to these bones. Behold, I will cause, what's this word? Breath. Breath Breath to enter you. And you shall live. Now, at this point, it's still a little weird because you're just looking at a set of bones going, all right, (laughs) I'll do it. Hey, I didn't say this in the last one, so y'all are getting something free. If there's never a time that God calls you to do something that you don't understand, you might not be talking to the right God. If you can work it out in your own mind, why do you need him? There's going to be a lot of times that you look down and all you see is bones, dead, not possible in your life. But that just gives God a chance to show out because if you think he needs your talent to accomplish something, you've misunderstood what God is all about. He doesn't need your talent. He just wants you. He just want, Matter of fact, he loves when you're weak because when you're weak, he's strong. Y'all want to keep going? I'm preaching. Let's go. I will cause breath to enter you and you shall live. I know it looks awful. I know it's dead. I know it's dry and crusty. But I'll cause it to live because I'm God and you're not. And when, excuse me, it says, and I will lay sinews. I'm going to make y'all feel good about how you read the Bible for a second. This is what I do, too. Sometimes I read words, and I go, help, and there's no help button. And, like, smart people aren't sitting right beside me that make good on the SAT. Say amen to the average SAT people. And so sometimes I have to look these words up. If y'all just reading the one-year Bible, you're like, what? And then you just keep going. You just skip it. This just means tendons and ligaments. Some of y'all are like, duh. Why don't it say it? I don't know. Because it's one word instead of two, I guess. But that's all that that means. So when you see this, here's what it's saying. The bones are lined up and then all of a sudden the things before skin, before the skin happens and before the muscles and before all all those things start laying over. Can you imagine seeing this, how amazing it would be? that The tendons and ligaments start going over top and connection starts happening and you're like, that is crazy. And it says you will cause flesh to come upon you and cover you with skin after that, and, and then put breath in you, and you shall, what's the word? You shall live. Not just be a body, not just look the part, but you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as he told me to do, as I was commanded, and, and, I, and as I prophesied, there was a sound, pow. You'll just picture it. And behold, a rattling, and these bones came together, and then bone To its bone, boom, boom, boom. And I can't imagine because it wasn't one body. It was hundreds of bodies, hundreds of bodies, hundreds of bodies. And collectively it made up one big body. That was an army of the Lord. And I I, I just would love to picture this and what it looked like. But I believe we can, not literally but spiritually in this room. And people watching it online, I believe you can literally in your homes see things that you thought were dead, had no chance to live, but boom, boom, come and have life because God breathes on it. And so it said that it began to look and its bones were coming together. And, and I looked and behold, there was sinews on them and flesh had come upon them and skin had covered them. But there was no no breath. No breath. When I see this, I'm sorry, young people. Y'all go look it up or ask your parents, because they probably watched it. But when I, when I see this, immediately what I think of is Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> y'all with me? Some of y'all are like, yep, <laughs> show up. That's what it is. And then if you're laughing and you don't know what it is, just keep going, because everybody will think you know what it's talking about, and then later you can watch it. But like, this is literally what the church is like now. Because many places, many people, many of us go through the motions and we look right. We look like we have skin. We look like we're connected together. We look like the body of Christ, but there's no life, there's no breath. And so, if anything, it just looks the part. And we might even move it around to make it look like it's alive, like we can at Bernie's. But let something happen and see how we respond, and you'll know if there's really life. You'll know if we're truly surrendered to the presence and power of God in our lives. Or you'll know if it's just something that we do, so hopefully God doesn't hate me. Hopefully God is cool with me if I do enough good things in my life. If I go through enough motions, but I'm not sure if he is. The reality is I've done enough bad things that God can't really be this good, is what we think. And so when we need his breath, when we need his life more than anything else, we don't have much of anything at all. And then it says, then he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Don't, don't just speak to the body. Don't just speak to the bones. But now prophesy to the breath. And say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds. Meaning, meaning, because that sounds really cool. But all it means is, that's the entire globe. That's, that's where it can possibly come from, north, south, east, and west. When you read this in the Bible, it means almost every single time, that it's an encompassing presence of the Lord. It's amazing. Y'all can go back and, and look at this in Daniel and in Revelation when it's, when it's the prophetic books about what will come. It's always dealing with what God will do, what it will look like. It's, it's heaven saying there will be no one left that won't experience <laughs> the possibility of experiencing my life. Do you know what? Do you know what I believe is missing and why the four winds don't blow into people's homes and into people's lives? It's not because he's not willing. Because I think that he gave us this as a picture. Not a literal, literal thing, but as a picture of what he's willing to do. But he's waiting on God's people. By the way, that's me and you. It's not just preachers who have big audiences. That's you with your neighbor. That's you with your teachers. That's you at home. It's me with, I have every opportunity to share the goodness of God in every area of my life. And what I end up doing is getting frustrated that you don't do what I want you to do. And the people that I should be sharing life with, I cuss out. And then I'm like, but God, I invited him to church one time. I don't know what the problem is. Can I tell you something? I literally did not say this last, but I know I'm supposed to say it now. All this breath represents, all this wind Represents, and I'm going to teach it to you in just a minute, but it's just spirit. It's just God breathing life into things, something. But where God has spirit or breath, so does darkness, so does the enemy. And a lot of times what we do is we say, I like that message, I like what that's coming from, I like this idea of God loving me unconditionally, and if I trust him as my savior, I have life in his name. But we then don't come into agreement by reading the word and speaking it in our lives. We end up speaking death over every situation. And the breath that we blow or that we ask to come out ends up being death. I'm going to give you examples, but not right this second. It says that they may live. And so I prophesied as he commanded me and... Breath came in them, and it was God's breath. And and all of a sudden, they lived and stood to their feet, and an exceedingly great army stood. And y'all, I can't wait for the day that we look out as a group of people and we don't say, man, this is an unbelievable movement because God brought Mark. What? Listen, if I believe it's my calling, praise God, that's awesome. But that's not why... Like, I I don't get to decide whether or not God does what he does. I get to decide if I'll fall in surrender under what he's already trying to do. It's not about me. Everybody say this out loud. It's not. not. Come on, say it like you mean it. We'll do it 27 times. Might as well do it on the second one. It's not not. about me. me. And it's never been. It's never been about me. I've never been the point. I make myself the point. But in the Bible, in the gospel, I am not the central figure. I'm never supposed to be the central figure. I can learn principles and and, and operate in these principles, but I was never supposed to be the point. And when I make myself the point, that's as soon as I get in trouble. I use the Bible as a weapon for me. The Bible is is, is a powerful, amazing tool, but it's not as a weapon that I can hurt you because I have it, but to show you how amazing God is, how much he loved you, And that it's not about me being right or wrong. It's about you receiving life in his name. And so this is what I want you to know. How do we fight against the coronavirus? Well, we're wise. We don't don't ignore physical things. But look, 2 Corinthians 10, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal or flesh. But we we have weapons that have divine power to destroy strongholds. So look at me. If your marriage is falling apart, if you're addicted to things, If you don't know where to turn in your life, you can try every pill on the planet. And I'm not saying, listen to me, if you have chemical imbalances, don't stop taking pills. Did you hear what I said? Because we've had cats stop taking them before and blame me. I'm saying, I don't get angry, right? What I'm saying is I got something better than that. We have weapons that are not flesh and blood. We have weapons that are able to tear down strongholds. And y'all, I might be crazy in certain areas but I don't believe this is one of them. I don't believe the coronavirus has to overtake the state of South Carolina and the upstate. But I believe if people wouldn't make a joke about it and actually get together with their family, with their friends and say, "We're we're, we're speaking the blood of Jesus over every single doorpost. And we're going to declare in Jesus name that God is able God is able. He is much bigger than one virus." God can send locusts. God can send darkness. God can can do whatever he can do. That Old Testament God did not go away. He just sent Jesus with a gift that all of us could be his children. I believe he can do way more than we can ask or imagine. I will not be afraid. I will not live in fear. Someone say "No no fear. So I want to give you By the way, this says, verse 5, we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. That is the purpose in order to obey Christ. And if I'm not doing this, because y'all, I promise you, if you're a follower of Jesus, you need to be practicing this every day. Not some days, not on bad days, because I screwed up. On my best day, I need this probably more than I need on the worst day that I've ever had because all of a sudden, I start getting lofty in my own mind i got to take these thoughts captive and say, they're yours. I need to think like you think. I'm returning to the way you think. So I just want to give you three weapons for our battles. Three quick weapons. Three quick weapons. You've taken notes. These are going to be super simple. I don't think any of y'all are walking away today going, my God, that is amazing. I don't care about that. I don't want to blow your mind and you're so amazed by what you get in this church that you can't do anything with it. I just want y'all to have simple principles that God taught, and then us together go for it. Do what God's called us to do. See, thousands of lives changed. I believe we're going to do that. But in order to do so, we can't do it our own way. Are y'all awake? Can't do it our own way. So number one, you got to, say it out loud. This is a hard word. You got to see. That was a big word, right? This word doesn't make sense to people like me. That if I was in your seat right now, I'd be going, he don't know the Bible. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word. We walk by faith and not by? So who you talking to? Right? But this is the point. I'm not asking you to look with your eyeballs. Because this is about insight. Not eyesight. This is about seeing what God sees not seeing what your eyes see. Why? You're what? Listen, listen. Why do we freak out? Why do we freak out? Why do we freak out? Because our eyes tell a story that's different than what God has spoken to me through his word and through my time with him. And I start looking going, yeah, you said you were going to do this in this place, but I see this. Well, hmm. Sometimes, matter of fact, I don't even know if I should say sometimes. Things are going to look bad which gives God an unbelievable opportunity to do what he'll do. Sometimes it won't be what you thought. Sometimes we do pray selfish prayers. And if it doesn't please God, if it isn't his will, it's okay. I'll miss it sometimes. I'm not perfect. I'm not even freaking close. I'm an idiot. Lots of times. If y'all need the smartest preacher in the world, I'm going to invite you to look at any other church, but it ain't this one. right? But I'm going to go for it. I'm going to do exactly what I believe in my heart that God has told us to do. And I'm going to seek wise counsel, and we're going to do it together. But I'm going to trust that if I see with God's eyes, I will, listen, I I will not look at people the way that I've always looked at them. Because I like to have fun, I like to joke. But there are people that live right next to you, and there are students that are in classes with y'all, and there's the bad kids that, if I'm being honest, I was one of them. Where are you? There's, one, there's another one in here with me that got me in trouble a lot. But God does not see us through all that. God sees us with the potential or possibility of, of what we can be in him. That's why your junk doesn't scare God. Your your, your stuff that you've done doesn't scare God. He doesn't run from that. When you know how much you need him, he's right there with you always. But the problem is, the problem is, I have two eyes that are able to see. Watch, listen, this is not shocking revelation. This is just reality that we all live with. I have two eyes that's able to see everything but, say it, me. The only thing I can't see, sometimes I can see my feet depending on how i've done that week with cheeseburgers come on somebody <laughs> but i can't i can't have true insight for what you see like you see it because the reality is i live in my world and i can look in the mirror i'd prefer not but i can look in the mirror sometimes but i only i, I only get some of the picture but this is what this is what Jesus said on the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 7, he said, why do you say the word? See. Why do you see the speck or the dust or the little bitty thing in, in other people's eyes, in their eyes, in your brother's eye? But not the log that is in my own eye, in your own eye. That is in sight. Listen, you're not going to have a problem if you're like me. You can't say amen right here. You just have to be quiet. You, you aren't going to have a problem picking out the things that your spouse does that you don't like. Why y'all quiet? Y'all lying, right? There's going to be, if you're married in here, y'all, this is true. <laughs> you're going to see it all. Because I know if you're dating in here or you're engaged, they're perfect. Why y'all quiet? <laughs> then you say, I do. And they don't. Because <laughs> their breath changes when they say, I do. So tell the truth. Yours doesn't. You, perfect, Jesus. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Listen, if I had to make a list of things I would like for y'all to change, there's one or two people in here I could give y'all a couple things. You ask me to like have a list for Leah, and Lord knows if you ask her to get a list for me. <laughs> Are y'all awake? Like It's just true. We see everything of the people we're closest to, and we're like, I wish they, and then if someone wrongs you, everybody say, hmm, I can feel it. Let someone wrong me, see if I don't point out everything, right? Because I can see it. But what I fail to remember, this is what Matthew 18, the, story, the, the, the thing about forgiveness is all about. I can remember all the things that you do wrong to me. I fail to remember all the ways that I wronged him. And the price that he paid for my sin becoming my sin, because all I can see is the speck. For me to see people like God sees them, I always have to remember how much he loved me first. That this was, not, this was not a normal equation to where two people were going to look for each other, but God chose me before I ever chose to look at him. Before I was even created, God loved me. That is insanity, but it's the love of God. So the reason that I get stuck not seeing what he sees but only seeing what my eyeballs tell me, the reason I don't have insight but I only have eyesight is because I'm living moment by moment hoping that I can get fulfilled with what is the next thing that you can do for me. And if I live that way, you will hurt me, I will hurt you, and we will constantly be mad at God for not doing what I thought he would do. How would a loving God, how often have we said this, allow, fill in the blank. And I'm up here to tell you that I don't think God is anguishing. I think he's just waiting like a loving daddy going, just ask. And it's all yours. Not things. Not things. Because when that happens, things start becoming who cares. And it's not bad to have things. It's just bad for things to have you. So the first thing we got to do is we got to see. see. Say it loud. We got to See. see. Number two, we got to speak life. This is... Right there with the prophetic, like I was talking about a minute ago. Some people that hear this thing, oh, y'all got to look because I'm doing stupid things. Oh, that's one of them. He's one of them preachers that all he's talking about is health, wealth, and prosperity. He's happy. He's all the time trying to, if you just speak life and just smile, everybody's happy. Let me just say this. No, first of all. Second, have you ever been around the people that don't speak life? In other words, they're always negative. Say yes, because you have. Some of y'all is you, but we love you anyway. I'm just telling you, I've noticed this. People that complain all, all the time. I'm just, maybe I'm just getting old or something. I don't know what the deal is, but I just don't want to be around them. I mean, I love them, and I'm not telling you we should be harsh. Like, that's literally the opposite of what we should do. But, but like, who I spend the most time with? Nah. Why? Because... I begin to feel what they say. Like hypochondriacs. I I think I sneeze one time, I must have it. Don't give it to yourself with your mouth. You know what I'm talking about? Like, wait. Some of, listen, I'm not even trying to be funny. Some of us might get sick. Let's deal with it and let's be adults. Let's not give it to ourselves and go, oh God, I might need another thing. Like I just, it 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 wears me out. So I just won't. I believe this. If you look at in in a lot of the scriptures, especially what Paul wrote in in his letters, if you look at the the sins that he starts listing, like these people, they're, they're not inheriting the kingdom, and then they have boom, boom, boom. It's complainers is in there, and I've always been like, dang, like I don't do some of these because, like, that's crazy. Like that's what you read about, and then complaining. I'm like, mm, skip, take that one out. Why? I just think this complaining is me coming into agreement with what the enemy wants for my life. And I just said a minute ago, (laughs) that wasn't just God. Like there's also spirit that's from the enemy. Here's what I think. Gossip is a spirit. Look at me. Gossip is not just what you do when you didn't like what someone else did. Slander is not just what, it's literally spiritual. And when I decide I'm just going to talk junk about everybody else and y'all, I'm not telling you I've been guilt free. I feel it. I don't like doing this. And with the Lord's help, I'm not going to do it. But when I decide I'd just rather talk bad about them than, you know what? My mama said, if I don't have nothing good to say, I ain't going to say nothing at all. Don't say anything. If you can't speak life about a situation, speak nothing. Why? Because I put the New Living Translation in here, but life and death are in the power of the tongue is what the English Standard said. Your words are so powerful that they will kill or give life. I do not literally believe that if you say, Shannon's dead, she's literally going to fall over and die. I don't think that's how it works. I think, I think the more that we come into agreement with one side or the other, it's just my life saying, I declare, I'm making declarations every day that this is who I fall under. And many of you, it's unbeknownst to you because you would say, never. I would never want to fall under the enemy. But you do it every time. Because what we should be doing is what God told us. Ezekiel to do. He said, prophesy to the dead places in your life. Instead of complaining about what they're not doing, what if we began to speak Bible verses that we love, that we've, that we've began to memorize for us? Like 1 Corinthians 13, love is patient, it's kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. And, and instead of tearing things apart, saying, Marcus, through Jesus, in Jesus' name, I'm patient. And I'm ca- what if we began to come into agreement through reading and quoting Scripture over our children instead of telling them how bad they suck? And I just wish you would and start yelling at them and, and tearing them apart. I'm not. Do not get run over, because I show I ain't going to. Come on, somebody. But what if we stop being harsh and we stop speak started? Excuse me, speaking life. I just wonder what would happen. I bet you, you'd be amazed. So there was this study done, I gotta tell you this one because I didn't get to tell the last service. There was this study done several years ago at a huge university in, in um, Japan. The man's name's Dr. Emoto. And he took, this, he took this water and they put crystals inside the water. On one hand, some of the crystals, they, they played nice music, things that were soothing, they literally prayed over these, y'all, y'all it's it, crystals in, in a water bowl. They prayed over them every day. They spoke words of life. On these crystals, in a different room, they put harsh, heavy, awful music. Like harsh. And they spoke death. You, they, they said words of hate. And they said when you looked at them microscopically, these things were smooth. And they looked pleasant and these things had rough edges and they were hard. You know what I think is amazing about that? That is not Christian, that is principle. And we say a lot of times those people have rough edges. I wonder how many of the rough edges have been spoken into their life rather, and we complain about them and talk about them rather than saying, man, you got so much potential in Jesus. And if you just turn to Jesus, y'all have no idea what it could be. Your life will never be the same because once you have an interaction with Jesus, it's impossible to stay the same and really begin to speak life. I just wonder what would happen and I'm going to show you what I think would happen. I believe we would be, say this, I believe we'd truly be spirit led because this isn't about how you respond to worship and I love to worship. Y'all, I get after it, and I'm not ever going to be embarrassed that I get up a lather of Holy Ghost sweat going during worship. Why? Because the Bible says in Psalms that we should shout to the Lord all the earth, serve the Lord with gladness, come before his presence with thanksgiving. So if you don't want to be thankful, I don't care. I'll be the silly one in the front that's getting the lather up, but I'm going to get my worship on. But if that's not you because it's not your personality, you do exactly what God's called you to do. It's not about how much I shout because I can shout and cuss in five minutes time. Come on, somebody. This is not about going through motions. This is about my heart saying, I'm tired of other spirits. Whether it's the spirit you drink or whether it's the spirit of gossip or whether it's any other kinds that the enemy wants to fill my void that's a Jesus-sized void with, I will be filled with the Holy Spirit every day. That is the only way that the dead things around me can become living it's not about me. It's not by power or might, but by his spirit. And this word for spirit is the word ruach, like we talked about a minute ago. And I just think it's amazing because ruach, look at this. Ruach is literally breath or wind in the entire Old Testament when you see it. And I just wanted to show you the second verse in all of the Bible. It says, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form, verse 2, and void in darkness was over the face of the deep, meaning that, that it was totally dark. But it says the spirit, Ruach, of God was hovering right there. And then God said, let there be light. And and you go through the whole story. And in verse 27, he says that we we were created in, in his image. And then in order to do that, he took something called dirt. And he reached down. And it says that the Lord formed me. This is mankind, not male. So don't be bumping your husband. I saw some of y'all saying, see, this you, you the dirt. It's not that. <coughs> it's all of us, right? Mankind. By the way, I think this is amazing. And I know I get a little bit nerd sometimes and I love it, so just go with me. The word man and the word ground are literally the same word in the Hebrew. It's Adam. Did you hear what I said? Adam. Adam. So the original man, Adam, was a man from the dirt that God breathed into his nostrils (sighs) after he had formed a man. And the breath of life came in them and they became an, an, an Adam, And then each one of us become a living creature. How? The breath of God. Each breath that I breathe is a gift from God. And that's the only life that I have both physically and then most importantly spiritually. we take it for granted because we have that breath and we have that opportunity. But I'm not spirit-led just because I got up this morning. I'm spirit-led when I say, God, you can have all of me. Breathe, O breath of God. Now breathe, O breath of God. Now breathe. Like we sang right before I came up here. Like, that's the point is, is if I just go through motions or try to do it hard. This is not about trying harder and doing better. This is about Him having you. This is about the body of Christ saying no longer can we just, can we just try to go through a religious motion and think it does anything. Because we're, we're a valley full of dry bones that I believe God would look at and say we've been through a pretty hard season. A lot of great things have happened. But Mark Tangle ain't no savior. He's just one of the body. Will you let me breathe life? Because my goal is not to grow our church to 10,000 people. And I really think it could. But I don't care. My goal is that we pastor our community. My goal is that at your school, they're, they're getting to know Jesus. I could care less if they ever come. My goal is that, that what happens here is just part of the big Sikh church and that the body of Christ, the kingdom, advances throughout the world. Who cares if we build a big number of people coming in a room and everybody's dead all around us? It's not about a number of people. It's about, is there life? And here's, here's, here's how the life happens. The life happens when you realize that when God looks down on you and knows what you did yesterday and last week and it embarrasses you because you had to hide it from your spouse, you had to hide it from your family, you had to make sure that they didn't know or you would certainly want to hide it from us because of what happened in the car this morning on the way here. Not only is God not afraid of it, he's willing to get down with you Like the woman caught in adultery in John chapter 8. The Bible says he wrote in the dirt. He wasn't afraid. He's not afraid of your mess. He's not afraid of what you're doing. The only thing that repels God is when you make you the one that receives the worship in your life. He just wants you to say, I love you back. And open your arms up and say, it's about you. Pride is what I reject God from. Not all the bad things that I've done and I'm not putting light on or I'm not making it light about some of the things that you've done. What I'm saying is that the blood Jesus said on the cross is more than enough to cover every one of my sins and my stains in my life. What will keep you from life? What will keep you from life? What will keep you from being a part of an army that's exceedingly abundant? Is by you thinking, yeah, but, if he just knew. Y'all, I just came to tell you this today. I believe this is why it's the first message I was supposed to preach. That the breath of God is able to fill your life today. That if you feel dead in your trespasses, the Bible says you're dead in your trespasses and sin. That's just stuff you do. If, you, if, 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 there's a, if there's a place in here that when you lay your head down at night, you just ache and you don't feel whole, you don't feel peace. It's not because it's not possible. It's because your eyes are telling you a story that's different than what God wants to tell you. And you probably fill it with other spirit. And it's time to just say, ugh, I'm done. I just, I'm just ready for God. I just need God. I just need God to do what he can only do. So y'all, for some of you, I believe that means salvation. And this is all salvation is. I don't believe it's complicated like we make it. I believe the Bible says if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead after he died on the cross, God raised him from the dead, the Bible says you're saved in Romans chapter 10. I believe that's all it is, is simply saying, I'm ready to breathe and have life and be his child. It's me. It's me. And then I believe there's, there's, there's dozens of people listening to me online or, or watching in this room that need to say, my life looks like old, dried bones. There's areas of my life that I've been so lost in that I, I didn't even think it was possible to have life again. But if God speaks to it, it don't matter what it's been. You'll hear the crackling of bones coming back together. And then breath will come back in and you'll have life like you never had it before because it's all about what he can do through you and in you. And so I just invite you today, not to come because we're going to respect what's going on, but in your seat just to lift your hands and say, God, breathe the breath of life. So will you bow with me just real quick? We had somebody in the first service say, that's me. I believe there's people in here. And pride is the only thing that will keep you if your heart's beating fast and you feel God... God pulling you. It's not a message that saves you. It's the Lord Jesus that draws you to himself and says, I just want you to say, I love you back and confess that I'm your Lord. So will you just lift your hand right now and say, I'm ready to come home and make Jesus Lord of my life. Come on, if that's you in this room, what would keep you from a love relationship with him, with heaven for all of eternity that he promises you and life everlasting starting here and now There's hope only comes in Jesus. I want to make the declaration that Jesus is my Lord in this room. Come on, just throw your hand in the air right now. Don't you let anything keep you from it. That's me. I'm going to give you a couple seconds. I'm not going to drag it on. If that's you and you know you need Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, I just want you to just, just show me your hand. I promise you I won't embarrass you. I just need you to let me see it and then put it right back down. Praise the Lord. For everybody in the room, as we sing this song, this is one of my favorite songs called Communion by Maverick City and... I play this every day as I'm praying. I just want you to make this your declaration. So y'all just stand to your feet. And God, we just worship you in here. and We ask you that as we look around, we know we see people's problems and what people have been through and all that. But God, just breathe new life in this, in this situation, in our lives, in our church so that we can just be a small part of your big C body of Christ. And that as a result of what you do through the work of each one of us, because God, we all play a part. People are amazed at what you do and they shouldn't be. We can just say, no, it's just him. And so God, we prophesied to these dry bones all around us in the upstate of South Carolina and in the state and in the, in the Southeast and in America and in the world that out of these dried bones will come life and an army and lives will change because we will do exactly what you call us to do. So Jesus, you be glorified through our worship right now. We love you. And everybody said, amen. Come on.